and welcome into Poke the Bear episode 28, the Andre Kasha episode. I'm Evan Marinovsky alongside Connor Ryan of Boston Sports Journal. Connor, how we doing? Evan, I'm doing well. I've been spending most of the day uh, looking at stocks and looking over uh, Bruins tape. So it's been a productive day. Maybe not productive totally. I've been mostly just been on my phone for most of it, but I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm good. I, I, I'm with you on uh, stocks. We talked a little stocks before we started recording. Uh, Both Both have no idea what we're talking about, but. Oh yeah. Don't do not listen to us. Uh, So, if you don't like, you know, don't, don't take advice from us, but I, it's funny. I used to be a, I, I go in and out being a Reddit guy. Sometimes I'm really into Reddit. Sometimes I'm not. This is one of those times where I wish I was a Reddit guy because mm-hmm. uh, I would, I would have a lot more money if I just said, you know what? I'm going to throw like, five, you know, 200, 500 bucks on GameStop. Why not? Uh, that would, you know, get in on those Redditors. Uh, but so now it's finding the next thing that Reddit <laughs> decides is what people are going to do. So I agree. I was, Looking at stocks uh, today, it's Wednesday. Um, I was I skated a little bit outside. The pond froze. It was crap ice. The ice was horrible. It was slush. I could see I could see like water around the outskirts of the thing. I was like, I probably shouldn't be out here, um, but I was fine. It was good. Um, and pre- as we've seen the past week, talk about stocks going up. The Bruins stocks going up with the Bruins. I think it's time to buy or time to sell actually, excuse me, time to sell. Cause can things get any better than this? Uh, no, I mean, you look at, you know, three, three wins in a row. Uh, they have to stop doing these OT games and giving these teams that are probably going to be in the playoff race with them an extra point. But, uh, you know, obviously Tuesday's win over the Penguins wasn't as I, you know, as clean as what you saw from, um, the, the six one went over the flyers, but uh good response from them. Uh Penguins tie it up in the third and they win it in OT again after that heinous three three on O breakaway in OT, which may maybe prompted Jim Rutherford to retire because that was so horrifically bad. I but, was gonna tweet that and then I was like, I hope because if Rutherford left for like a like a legitimate reason, like right. something was happening in his family or something, I would feel like a dick. But like my first thought was, oh, the three on zero made him retire. Oh right, yeah, and which apparently he was like, yeah, I just felt like it's time. Like I, I'm healthy, I walk five miles a day, which, but like I can't tell the time I've walked five miles in Jesus. a day. Yeah, it's a little humble brag from Jim, but I know, uh, right? But yeah, I mean they they get through. They still get two points. Craig Smith still looking like a great signing. Um, that third line still looks like a, a complete buzzsaw right now, based on the way they're playing. So, again, not perfect, but it's what good teams do: is bounce back from a rough stretch, a rough period, and uh, still get two points out of it. So, things seem to be clicking pretty well for the team. Uh, there's injuries that are hitting them now, but you kind of look in the big picture where David Pasternak's probably coming back on Saturday against the Capitals. You have to feel pretty good with how this team is, especially in some other areas of the game, like you know, power play and penalty kill, especially. Which we'll get to in a sec. First of all, let's do some injury uh, news. Jake DeBrusque out for uh, Thursday night's game, tonight's game uh, against the Penguins. Uh, don't really know his status going forward. Lower body injury. Got hurt in a collision in the first period in Tuesday night's game. Uh, how, I mean, it's funny. DeBrusque has been one of the only guys up front whose stock has gone down. I, we're going to do everything stock today. Everything is stocks. Uh, but he has. He has the one shootout goal, which was nice. But other than that, I mean, he's really been almost non-existent. 
Yeah, no, he's been really fighting it, and it's been tough to kind of see him out there for extended stretches. Um, even when he's – granted, he's playing on his in, on the right side, but still, when you're with uh, uh, the Bergeron line uh, and you're a player who's been in the league for a while, like Jack Sidnika and Anders Bjork, you know, struggling in that top line, not expected, but you could see it being a situation for a guy like Sidnika who's still very young and a guy like Bjork who's not really known as an offensive driver. But you would hope that – Debrusque in that role, giving you know how he plays when he's on his game, would at least be generating great A chances or you know getting a few good looks on that. You really haven't seen really that much of it, um, but yeah, I mean you look at just uh, the way he plays and the fact that you haven't seen much from him. Like it, it's so bad for the Bruins in terms of his absence. You add that to the fact that they're not going to have Pasternak on uh, for tonight's game. They're not going to have Andre Kasha for tonight's game. It's just more of a, a less or anytime uh, soon. Yeah. Who knows when Andre Kasha is coming back, but uh, more than anything, it just creates a, a lineup issue in terms of just finding the right pieces to slot in there, because now you have to push someone up to the top line with Bergeron, which might be Craig Smith. Again, it, it, it's tough even for one game to break up that third line based on the way they're playing, but it seems like that's going to be their their strategy if we want to roll off of what the lines were in practice where you had Craig Smith with Bergeron, you had Coyle bumped up to the second line with uh, David Krejci and Nick Ritchie. So, again, if you do it for one game, just to you know, plug in the right uh, right spots until Pasanar comes back, then you do it, but just from an, you know, just a pure body count, it's still tough when you lose. You're going out with pretty much three top six forwards missing right now. So, again, hopefully the you know DeBrusque is able to not miss that much time and you know right the ship because right now he's he's just been struggling for most of the year. You know, shit's gone haywire when Charlie Coyle's the second line right wing. That's always yes, exactly. you know, it's like, never it's never crazy. a good thing. Yes, you don't. It's never a good thing when Coyle's up there. Another interesting note: Stanika down in practice on the fourth line. Uh, this was something that you had mentioned to me before we started recording, and it's funny. I was looking at Natural Stat Trick on uh, on Tuesday night during the Bruins Penguins game, and I was looking at the Corsi four percentages of each line. I like to see how they're doing. Obviously, the third line mm-hmm. did really well. Uh, you know, Bergeron line was doing fine. The the Krejci Richie Stanika line was ridiculously low. Um, five on five. Now, obviously, Nick Ritchie has been great thus far and exceeded all of our expectations. Uh, but mainly that's power play. That's not yeah. really. It's it's mainly just these layup tap in goals, which I don't mean to go against. He's converting his chances. He mm-hmm. looks like a suitable top nine, potentially top six, uh, left winger, which is great. I mean, that's you know you can argue. You know, Sweeney could come out now and say, "Hey, look, we won the trade." I, I don't know mm-hmm. if he can really say that yet, but um. But five on five, that line really did nothing in their time together. Yeah, no, I mean, you look at it, I think what makes it even more troubling, you know, it's not like they're being uh, scored on like crazy. I think uh, in that line's time together, I think it's over 30 minutes. The score's even at 1-1, but you look at the, you know, they're being outshot during that time and they're being outattempted during that time. And what's most concerning there is the fact that that crazy line's pretty much been deployed on you know, regularly it's just an offensive line, right? I think 70% of their faceoffs have been in the offense, offensive zone. So uh, it's clear that they're being, you know, put in spots where you'd hope that uh, a guy like Krejci as a playmaker and a guy like Stanika who they want to get rolling offensively, they produce. And so far they ha- that hasn't happened yet. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Pasternak comes back because as much as it is tempting, we talk about it, 
pretty much every other week, right, in terms of putting pasta with Krejci. Doesn't seem like it's going to be the case because Cassidy shut it down pretty quickly uh, when speaking earlier this week. But um, it seems like we're in the same spot again where, granted, some of it has to do with injuries, right, that normally it would be DeBrusque and Kasha. Both those guys are out. But they do have to seem like they have to figure out a more suitable guy to put on that right side with Krejci. Is it Craig Smith? You know, it, Ideally, you know, that would be the case going into the years, having Gallic Smith be bumped up in the lineup. But based on how good that third line is looking right now, do you really want to, you know, break up that group, you know, at this moment? So it's going to be a tough call for Cassidy, depending on how long guys like DeBrusque and Costa are out. But, uh, yeah, they can't just keep on rolling out that second line and give them those many ozone stats if they're routinely end up getting hemmed in their own zone. So it seems like an adjustment has to be made there. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, it's funny. We, we talk about stocks and you know, if there's any better way to spend your money, it's actually not stocks. It's, it's our good friends over at betonline.ag. Absolutely. So listen up guys. It's an exciting time of the year around the sports world. The Super Bowl is uh, going to be starting in just a little bit over a week with a quarterback you guys might know. Maybe I think. Maybe. Do they know? Do they know the quarterback? Yeah, he he's been around a little journeyman. It's good to see him finally get a spot in the in the national spotlight, right? Good for him. Yeah. So Super Bowl's coming back. The NBA is back in full swing, and yes, the Bruins uh, are well underway in the 2021 season. And even though you guys may not be at a game this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. No matter how the schedules change or the players that play. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere online, and we even have an exclusive promo code for all of our loyal listeners. So go to BetOnline and enter promo code CLNS50, that's CLNS50, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You heard me, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Evan, let me tell you, no one beats that. Nobody beats that. So what are you guys waiting for? Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great bonuses, offers, and contests available right now. Again, enter promo code CLNS50, that's C-L-N-S-50, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Go there today. Uh, so let's get into a little debate here. Um, it's funny, going into the season, two things that people said you know, were going to be these big issues have turned out to be non-issues the penalty kill and the power play Chara leaves penalty kill is going to suck Krug leaves the power play is going to suck and neither have been the case the uh, penalty kill I think is at 92 percent yes uh something 24, crazy like 24 that 24 or 26 I believe 24 of 26 and they have two shorthanded goals yeah uh, they're literally is, all, they're literally all even they've scored two shorthanded goals and they've given up two power play goals so yes so they're, they're, all, they're pretty much they're perfect pretty much at this point. Uh, and the power play has been great as well. The power play is, and, and what's great and what, you know, what's great for them is they, the power play looks good. Like just mm-hmm. looks good. They spend so much time uh, in the offensive zone. You look at the penguins last night, trying to break it out of their own zone was, was a, was a struggle. Um, but Connor Ryan, let me ask you, what's a bigger surprise, the penalty kill being as good as it is, or the power play being as good as it is. I think I'm probably going to go with the PK uh, just because I think people were freaking out about uh, the power play, losing a guy like Krug and losing a guy, at least for the short term and David Pasternak. But uh, you still had a couple of big guns up front there that were still going, that still have great chemistry together. Um, You have 
Bergeron at the bumper, you have Marchand operating along the wall at the elbow. I mean, uh, it's kind of like the same situation was last year where Grizzly stepped in for Krug where, uh, it's not like he had to reinvent the wheel or do something crazy. It's like, all right, you hold on to the puck, uh, make sure, you know, keep, keep it in and feed it down low and you're probably going to get a good scoring chance. Um, and right now it seems like they're kind of doing it again. They're keeping things simple. It's, you still have those great passing sequences. You still have Bergeron in the bumper. Obviously, Nick, Richie's been a great surprise, but again, it's not like he's this revel, I wouldn't call him like a revelation. He's been great in his role, but he's, Again, as you said, he's been ta- he's been tapping in goals. He's he's doing what's expected of a guy in a net front role as a big body. It's kind of like it, it's kind of like for those who play NHL. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, in NHL twenty one when you're in a club with your friends and you're the worst one, and all mm-hmm. it is is just like your friends just say, "Just go to the front of the net and yep. just just spam the shoot button yeah. when he passes you." That's all you yeah. have to do. That's pretty much Nick Ritchie right now. Yeah. So so I mean the the pieces are are rolling right now in terms of that top power play. You know, and again, it's going to get even better once you have Pasternak back there. Cause even again, the power plays looked good. They've had quite a few kind of quick strike goals, but even when you've got a good PK that's structured, having Pasternak with that, you know, that one time over in the left circle, that's like a, it's like a cheat code, right? Even the best PK sometimes can only do so much when he's got that shot lined up. Um, so, I mean, they, they, they're rolling right now, but yeah, I think you look at the PK and, um, again, some of it's a little bit skewered. They're 24-26. Granted, they've had two goals they've given up, like, maybe five seconds after PKs have uh, ended. You know, Zucker's uh, goal on Tuesday was right after that. And then I think the Flyers scored that one. I think maybe it was Voracek. It was shortly after PK ended. Yep. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, you look at just the way they're playing right now and the fact that, again, you, you're having – some of the usual suspects like on the power play uh, perform well in the PK. I mean, Marchand and Bergeron have teamed up for a pair of shorthanded goals. Carlos logging a lot of minutes, but I think you have to be encouraged with what you're seeing from other guys, right? I mean, Jeremy Lozon, who I think has gotten better as the year has gone on, uh, logged almost seven minutes of shorthanded ice time on Tuesday. Uh, Andrews Bjork, as much as he struggled, I think offensively has been good as being a guy who's been pressuring puck carriers. has uh, been good in the neutral zone. Um, and you're seeing a bunch of guys step up on, you know, every other game. I think Coyle led all forwards in shorthanded ice time on Tuesday. On Saturday, I think Jack Stadnika had the most shorthanded ice time. So, and he's a guy that they're hoping to, you know, incorporate into that role because he had seven shorthanded goals down in Providence. So I think the PK has been more surprising in that regard and that, you know, they're, they've been very aggressive. They've done a good job of shutting down the neutral zone and it's, uh, it's made easier by the fact that it's not just, you know, Bergeron and, and Marchand and Kahlo and Corrali and some of the usual guys. You're having a lot of other guys step in to those roles and executing. That's why they've been able to tilt the ice pretty much all even uh, during uh, shorthanded situations. So I think that's probably been the most surprising. But, I mean, both have been very encouraging from what we've seen from them so far. So, uh, again, everything seems to be rolling, at least in terms of special teams play out of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at it and the way the PK has been more aggressive, especially on teams breaking out, you'd think that with the, you know, going into the season with the personnel they had, they would kind of stay back a little bit and, you know, more get into formation in a sense. Right. Whereas, you know, they've just gone balls to the wall, basically, um, in, you know, pressuring teams and no easy zone entries. Uh, I agree with you. The PK has been way more, um, way more of a surprise, just given that, you know, you lost Chara and you're replacing him with, Lozon and a lot of unknowns mm-hmm. and Kevin Miller, who's been, who's been injured a lot in the past. Right. Um, whereas on the power play, you just relate, you're replacing Krug with Grizzly, who you know is going to do well, but for the sake, for argument's sake, I'll say, you know, 
just up for, this, for the sake of this. The power play was a bigger surprise, and you could make the argument that the power play is a bigger surprise uh, in the sense that maybe Grizzlick comes in and isn't so great mm-hmm. uh, in a full-time role. You know, uh, Nick Ritchie's terrible in front of the net. Right. You know, and you're you're kind of figuring out who you're going to put there. Uh, you know, they shut it. You know, you don't have Pasternak in the one-time position. So, you know, you have Krejci who's better at kind of controlling the play, but the one-timer is not as great. And so your biggest options are Bergeron from the bumper and maybe a, a shot from the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Marshawn in a weird spot, you know, a shot. You know, he had one past Carter Hart the other day on the glove side. So, I mean, everything's just working there. Uh, but you could make the argument that, Maybe Grizzlick just doesn't perform in a full-time role. Uh, Jacob Zaborl on the second unit. I mean, the second unit hasn't had a lot of time. Hasn't yes. done a lot. Um, like, barely any time um, yes. compared to the first unit. But you can make the case that, you know, Grizzlick just isn't good enough on there. But obviously he has been. Um, so to me, the penalty, I agree with you. The penalty kill has been a way bigger surprise. Way bigger. Um, and I think Lausanne in general has been a way bigger surprise. The way he's played with McAvoy and the way he's holding his own, the way that he's moving the puck, everything. Lausanne just looks a lot better and looks more comfortable in that role. Uh, this weekend, we're going to look past tonight's game because you're probably listening to this after the Thursday night Penguins game. Oh, what a game that was. Yeah, that was hell of a game. You see that goal the guy scored? It was crazy. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be zero zero now. A shootout. Yes. I, 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 I jinxed it. Um, but, so Dano Chara plays against his former team. Former team. Uh, how is that going to look? It's going to be so odd. Well, uh, a couple of guys have been asked that now. Like, I think the last week is in terms of what's it going to be like going against him. And I think the number one word they've all said is just weird, which makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, it's still bizarre even now. You think you get over the shock after, like, the first game you saw him in the Capitals sweater, but – uh, yeah, it still Watch looks very hitting hurt. Patrice Bergeron yeah, yeah, and then still, see how you feel. <laughs> it still looks, it still looks very, very, uh, very, very weird to say the least. But, uh, I mean, it's going to be a fascinating matchup. It remains to be seen how many guys the Capitals are going to have back because they've been missing Samsonov who tested positive. So I assume he's not going to be playing, but, uh, it remains to be seen of Ovechkin and, uh, Kuznetsov and Orlov come back, but, even without those guys, I mean, they're still a tough opponent to go up against. It's going to be an interesting matchup just in terms of Capitals are probably the other largest team in this East division, a team that probably can knock the Bruins around the most. So, again, I think we've seen the Bruins be a lot uh, more formidable this year with Frederick and Miller and a few other guys. So I think this is probably going to be the first real measuring stick because even without some of those skill guys like uh, Kuznetsov, they still have got – you know, guys like Tom Wilson and, and a few other guys that can make things pretty difficult for you. So, and also Zineo Chara, who, again, is going to be, I'm sure, uh, more than happy to compete against some of his former teammates. So, you know, regardless of the the narrative of Chara, you know, playing against his former team, which is going to be fascinating. I think how Boston responds to a team that has given them trouble in the past, not only in terms of just the actual, you know, scoreboard and, and the records, but has also, you know, uh, knocked them around quite a bit over the last few years. So you can see how this team where they've had a little bit more, uh, you know, physicality injected back into the lineup with Miller and Frederick, how they handle it. Because this is probably going to be the toughest test in that regard this year. Cause you know, flies have a few guys, but, you know, Islanders can be a little chippy, but it's not like how the Capitals, when they're rolling, can really kind of knock you around. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how a guy like Trent Frederick sort of becomes an agitator and it, to see if you know he can go up and agitate against the best agitators in the league, mm-hmm. the best agitator maybe in Tom Wilson. So he's, that, he's, that's, he's not speaking in Russian to the players. He's actually completely <laughs> fluent. He's, he's doing Rosetta Stone just to like get, learn all the languages to piss off all the European players. He's He's got his phone out on the ice with Google Translate, like yeah. saying English <laughs> into his phone yeah. and then playing it back in Russian. Like, you're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think it's going to be, yeah, as you said, the biggest test. And Chara in a in a Caps uniform against the Bruins, uh, to me, is just going to be so odd. I, I think that's something that I think is going to be odd every time uh, the Bruins play the Capitals this year. And I think you'll see it Saturday. You will see that Saturday, which is just absolutely crazy that that is uh, already here. And the Bruins will be playing their former captain. Uh, before we go, what can the listeners look forward to at Boston Sports Journal? Yeah, we did a deep dive today looking at the best possible lineup the Bruins can roll out when you're missing Pasternak, uh, DeBrusque, and Kasha. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, how they perform after this game uh, tonight against the Penguins and be previewing the Capitals. As we both just said, it's going to be a, a great measuring stick for the Bruins, not only the you know going up against Chara, but just how they handle that physicality. So we'll have all those breakdowns over at bostonsportsjournal.com. So subscribe over at BSJ. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Do all that. And for Connor Ryan, I'm Evan Marinovsky. You poke the bear listeners. Have an awesome, awesome rest of your day. <laughs>